Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, it's one of life's fundamental truths that if we don't push ourselves beyond what we think we're capable of, to take ourselves out of our comfort zone, then we'll never tap into the vast wealth of potential uh, that each of and every one of us actually has. Well, my next guest certainly knows a thing or two about high-pressure situations and living on the edge. She's Sue Stockdale, a business transformational and leadership change coach, and she's also the author of Explore, a life adventure, and she joins me now. Sue, you're very welcome to the programme. Great to speak to you, Bobby. Now, firstly, give us a little bit of uh, intel on yourself. Uh, I know you've embarked on a lifetime of adventure. You've explored some of the most, the world's most extreme environments, North Pole, Antarctica, Greenland. So what compels and drives you to seek out these extreme places? <laughs> well, I think at the heart of it all, it's uh, curiosity, a sense of curiosity yeah. and having an adventure. I used to love the Enid Blyton's Famous Five and Secret Seven books when I was a youngster. And uh, I just wanted to be in, in some of those adventures in real life. Right. And if we talk then about the mindset, you know, discipline and commitment that's needed to, I don't know, to ski, the first female to ski to the magnetic North Pole. Like these are dangerous places, uh, Sue. So one needs to be prepared one needs to be fit, one needs to be ready for these environments. So talk to us a little bit about your deal, how, how you deal with all that. Yeah, well, the, the word preparation, as you quite rightly said, Bobby, is sort of 80% of the way, of the way there. And, and preparing, you know, just like uh, both physically, so going to extreme temperatures, minus 40 degrees Celsius and colder, you, you know, you need to have your body prepared to face that, to be fit, and then you also need to be mentally fit and, and that preparation for going through hour after hour, day after day of relentless slog, as it, yeah. as it is at times. You have to be you know, mentally fit for that as well. You know, it, it's a bit like, you know, a business journey as well. It's, you know, an expedition has got the physical challenges from the external environment. But haven't we all been through adventures of late with the, the pandemic and so on? We've all learned Absolutely. to be resilient. So, you know, I think it's uh, it certainly gave me great pre- preparation for later in life. Yeah. And if, if, if we just then talk about, I suppose, the learnings and the parallels that one can get from putting one's one outside one's comfort zone, i.e., you know, you do something that's very extreme, you really find it challenging, you get through it, you come back then to your business. What, where, does the, where does the resilience then transfer from the, you know, the, the endurance uh, of the outdoors to the endurance of business? Well, you know, I think it's, it's that whole cycle of doing something challenging, then giving us a, a level of, of self-confidence and belief in that we've accomplished something that maybe we never imagined was possible. Then we set our sights a little bit higher. We, we stretch our, our comfort zone. I, I don't always like that phrase, but I'm sure people have, understand what it means. You know, we think, well, maybe if I made X amount of money in my business last year, maybe I can increase that by even more. Maybe if I made a difference in the, the local environment, then I can make it in a, in a national way. So yeah. there's about how do we kind of just extend our possibilities. And, and that, for me, is about what, what living a fulfilling life is all about. That we, we, you know, we only are here on the earth for a short period of time. How do we really maximise that potential that we have? 
And yeah. if we're always doing the same things and we're not changing, well, life is changing so fast these days, then it actually makes us less able to cope with external change if we're not kind of always getting used to being uncomfortable and challenging ourselves. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about people and teamwork as well, um, again, the the adventures that you've been on, you know, where you're so reliant on other people on the same team that if one person you know, doesn't, isn't trained or doesn't perform, you know, that it can have such a, an effect on the whole group. You really do get see the best and worst in, of people in extreme situations. And again, I think that's probably good to bring back to a business environment. Well, there's a, there's a great example from one of our expeditions where there was four of us skiing across the Greenland ice cap. And we each were carrying or dragging very heavy sledges, about 60 kilograms each, the weight of an average person, perhaps, you know, for, for 12 hours a day for a month. That was the scenario that we were in. And it very quickly became clear after a few days that even although I was the most experienced person, I'd done most expeditions, I was the weak link because I was finding it more difficult to drag that heavy sledge compared to my colleagues on the expedition. And after a while, then they were getting frustrated with me. They felt I was too slow, although I was the expert thinking they were skiing too fast. And what happened was that one of the other people in the team then pulled a muscle in their leg. And of course, my immediate reaction was one of, of selfishness in a way. I thought, yippee, that, you know, that will slow them down. They can <laughs> ski at my speed now. And of course, that'll be the problem solved. But what we were doing then was limiting everybody's potential. And then once we got all those kind of frustrations and our arguments out the way, we all had the capacity then to listen to one another. And uh, we came up with all different options about how to resolve this issue. And it was the fittest man that said, look, Sue, give me some of the weight from your sledge. That'll free you up to ski faster. It will slow me down with my muscle strain as well and my leg and we'll find a more even pace of skiing. But, you know, I resisted that, Bobby. I, I thought, you know, no, I can't. I can't sort of admit that I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. And then I took a moment to say, do you know what? Actually, if I accept that that is reality, I'm in helping the entire team to succeed here. And what's not to like about a lighter sledge? So sometimes, you know, I think in, in a team context, we've got to acknowledge our strengths and our weaknesses and see that we have both of those things. Yeah. And if in a group we share both, uh, you know, both of those realities, it helps everybody actually to achieve more than maybe just one person would imagine was possible. Well, the other thing you did there was you tackled a problem and, you know, you solved a problem collectively. You know, there was yeah. a result and a change in behaviour that resulted in, you know, a better situation. So I think that was uh, commendable as well. You know, you've been working with all sorts of organisations since, what, 1997. Mm. Uh, you've been coaching, uh, you've, like, thousands of hours of coaching experience. What are some of the issues that you see time and time again when you go into organizations and you look at, you know, what's actually what's happening? What are the common themes that you see that you need to fix through coaching? Well, one of the ones these days is people, you know, I work mostly with senior leaders in organizations and, and they're just not being strategic enough. They're getting too much, spending too much time in the detail and there, you know, a myriad of, of distractions that are pulling them away from them actually leading their organization. So they're in effect, they end up managing, not leading. And it's how to help uh, leaders to really get a sense of how they can do that much better. Sometimes it's down to them having the comfort to say or the ability to say no or no, not yet. 
And there's a phrase that always stuck with me from a, a Harvard professor that I heard on a, on a TED talk, I think it was. And she said, we need to learn to be able to say no to good things. Yeah. And I think that everybody wants to do everything all of the time. And somehow, you know, it, it just will burn us out or will not be successful. And that's what leaders are really grappling with. They need to learn to say no to good things sometimes. And do you think the day of the compassionate leader, uh, you know, do you think being compa- a compassionate leader is necessary in this day and age? Are the days of the a tyrannical boss over and done with now? Well, they, they, I think there are some of those people that still exist yeah. in the world. But do they need to change? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that what the, the pandemic and, you know, lockdown that many people experienced has taught all of us is to kind of reevaluate our lives and how we live our lives and very much seeing that work is a part of life, not the only thing in life. So I see that very much, you know, people are, are often walking with their feet. They're moving out of organizations that don't value them as a person, that where they don't have that level of uh, ability to be empowered and engaged and enjoy what they're doing very often in pursuit of a bigger purpose for that organization. So leaders need to kind of wake up to that. And, you know, the old hierarchical, tyrannical control type of, of boss does, just doesn't work these days because people will leave and move, move elsewhere where they do feel valued and they can contribute more fully to a business. And do you think it's a good idea, Sue, you know, for companies to go on these team building type of, uh, I suppose, adventures, uh, you know, do they find out a lot about themselves? Do they come back, you know, enhanced? Do they come back enriched? Do they come back, you know, maybe more motivated to get on with each other? Is that something you'd you'd recommend to management teams and that to, to maybe do something outside their comfort zone to go and climb a mountain or swim in a lake or whatever it is uh, as a team? Well, I'm, I'm kind of torn out how I answer you on this question, Bobby. Yes, I think there is... A, a great benefit in doing something that's out of the ordinary, let's say. We also have to recognise these days that people generally can't afford to kind of close their business down and go off for a, a few days or, you know, a long period of time to do a team type activity. What I see is also a, a way forward is to be doing the kind of what I'd call in-house adventures, and by that, I mean, it's coming, showing up in a, in a team conversation with an adventurous mindset, a degree of curiosity. And yes, we're not maybe going to be physically challenged in the workplace in quite the way we would do if we were climbing a mountain or swimming across a lake. But equally, we can actually still get the benefit of learning about one another and being uncomfortable sometimes in a team context by the types of, you know, the types of questions we ask one another. Do we, do we, express and show curiosity and just really understanding who our colleagues are and what excites them. And some of those types of team building, if you want to call it conversations, can be equally fruitful, take up less time in in the day or the week and uh, really add value to the bottom line because people get to understand how one another works. And finally, can I ask you, Sue, about, I suppose, the impact that working from home now has with, I suppose, you know, the transfer of culture of an organisation to an to an individual, there's a kind of a remoteness attached to working from home that isn't always good when it comes to, I suppose, driving the business forward as one. Well, I, I, you know, a leader can't expect to kind of just say, "Well, my door is always open," or "My you know my chat box is always open." 
give me a shout. Leaders have to be proactive, even more so than normal, to engage with people when they're working remotely, to make sure there's that sense of connectedness and cohesiveness. So reaching out and just, you know, checking in with people. How are you doing? What's going on for you? The, the human, I, 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 send, I spend a lot of time with my coaching clients where people are saying, well, I, I can't get other people to engage. And I say, well, have you tried just picking up the phone and having a conversation with them yeah. rather than sending an email? Oh, no. Okay. So there's nothing beats human connection. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. Well, it's, it's great to catch up with you, Sue. Sue Stockdale there. She's an adventurer, uh, business transformational <laughs> and leadership change coach. She's also the author of Explore, A Life of Adventure. And thanks for joining us, Sue. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.